Damien Cook for Isaiah Yo! Yo! No! That's it! That is full time! Yo went within centimetres of scoring, but Queensland. They have won a game, one epic. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Rugby League's most feared and revered newsbreaker in Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Uh, good morning to you, Buzz. Um, just before we, we get into the topics, before the break we were talking about Steve Mortimer, I know you've spent a lot of time with the great Turvey and written a few articles on him, particularly this year, just on his condition. What, what's an update with him at the moment? How's he travelling? Oh, look, um, good morning, guys. Uh, Turvey's doing okay, you know. It, it's been well publicised. He's um, been set back with dementia. I I did go to Canterbury Leafs Club with his son and um, John Gray and uh, Alan Thompson, the old manly 5'8", and, we, and Barry Ross. We had a lovely lunch and... You know, Turby's doing the best he can, and he, look, he's getting great care. And um, yeah, it was, it was lovely to see him and talk about some old stories. His long-term memory's great, and you know, he can remember you know great stories of kangaroo tours and things like that. And he's been a wonderful contributor to the game. And I'll tell you something: after the Super League War, and people don't realise this, he played a really key role in getting the game back together. I remember at News Corp. He used to often come into our building and he'd go and see our chief executive, uh, John Hardigan, and, uh, you know, about News Limited, uh, News Corp eventually having an exit strategy from the game and, and handing it back to the people. And and I know John Hardigan listened very, very carefully to Turvey at the time. And, um, yeah, it, it, apart from being one of the greatest and most entertaining footballers I've ever seen, his role off the field has been very important as well. Mm. Buzz... In your column in the Sunday Telegraph, What's the Buzz this morning, you raised a very good point, and I've said it a couple of times myself, about clubs blowing up, about not extracting enough money from the NRL, yet they've coughed up, in your estimation, around $5 million on sacking coaches in recent years. McGregor, Morris, Kearney, Green, Pay, Seabold, Maguire, Barrett, Brown. It's easier to make these decisions, but sometimes we forget of the financial implications. Yeah, well, the, the NRL are handing out record amounts of money to the clubs, and in my view, a lot of them are wasting it. And you think back, and I heard you having a G up with Zorba, Arthur's wanted to get rid of Kevin Walters a year ago, because that would have been another one. This is after they paid out Anthony Seabold about $1.5 You know, people were harassing me with emails and trolling me on social media that Ricky Stewart should be sacked. And look how he's turned the Raiders around. They went so close last night. They've, you know, they've, they've won four of their last five or six. You know, and these clubs, go through that list you said, McGregor, Morris, Carney, Pay, Seabold, Maguire, Barrett, Brown. You know, the people who put these guys in jobs, are they accountable? Are they? No, they're not. They keep there. And they're wasting money. Put $5 million into bush footy or put $5 million into pathways. Mm. You know, I, I get dirty with all these coach sackings. You've got to have some patience. I hope the Titans show a bit of patience with their coach. He's struggling. But he ran eight and not made the finals last year. Mm. 
I was saying this morning too, Buzz, um, David Middleton came out with the stat this week that the average lifespan of an NRL coach is 4.2 seasons. But when you consider in the NRL era where he's assessed that, you've got Craig Bellamy, Des Hasler, Trent Robinson and Wayne Bennett, who are all long-term coaches. It's probably actually less than 4.2. Yeah, yeah. No, you're probably right. Look, I've got a lovely spot that I'm going to put in my column tomorrow. There were a couple of guys bump into each other at Sydney Airport on uh, Friday. The Sharks were flying to Brisbane and the Rabbitohs were flying to the Gold Coast. And they're, they're checking in together. It was Johnny Morris and um, Craig Fitzgibbon. And it could have been awkward. It was the first time they'd bumped into each other since uh, uh, Fitzgibbon took his job at the Sharks. But they stopped, they chatted, and they had, like two gentlemen, you know. It was, it was a really nice thing to see, according to those uh, who witnessed it. Buzz, another piece in your column this morning of interest. Parramatta closely monitoring the contract standoff uh, between the Roosters and Angus Crichton? Well, just so all your listeners uh, understand, Angus Crichton actually agreed and signed a contract with the Roosters late last year. But the Roosters, when they signed Brandon Smith, could not register Angus Crichton's contract because it would have put him over the cap the next year. So they've sort of given him permission to look elsewhere, which his manager has been doing. And I know you reported recently that the West Tigers had shown some interest while Michael Maguire was there. But I'm told now, Parramatta, this huge concern around Ryan Madison. They desperately want to keep him, but there's every indication is he's going to join Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins. So their plan B is Angus Crichton. If they lose Madison, it would be a like-for-like replacement, I would think. I thought Crichton had his best game of the year last night against Melbourne. I noticed he did, I think he did more metres than any other forward. He can still play, has been out of form, hasn't been, you know, the origin player he once was, but it'd be a handy pick-up because they've also lost Papalihi, Parramatta, and another Reds forward. So, um, yeah, they've got to have a plan B here. Speaking of forwards, um, what's happening with Matt Lodge at the moment in finding a home since he left the Warriors? Yeah, this is an interesting story. I wrote that he got the big payout, $700,000. It's a nice golden handshake. He wants to find another club for the rest of the season. Now, a couple of clubs have shown interest and are happy to give him something like hundred k just to prop up their forward pack and he'd like to play in the competitive side. The problem is the NRL were got this notational value they put on players. So they won't allow him to sign with anyone for under around $200,000. The problem is the clubs that want Matt Lodge for the rest of the season don't have 200 in the cap. Most of them leave about 100 for emergencies. Um, so he might struggle. And he said to me, he might finish up playing park footy because no one will be able to afford him that amount just to keep himself fit in the park. But... I hope he gets a go. He's a handy forward and there's injuries all over the place. And, um, you know, you just want to see the best players playing in NRL. Buzz, you had a nice piece in your column too about the old Redfern Express, the great Terry Fay, a legend, played for Australia, also played at the Roosters toward the end of his career. But he's just got a bit of a struggle on his hands medically. Yeah, he was one of my favourite players growing up, Bulldog, old Terry Fay. And, um, yeah, very, very lucky story here for... Um, he was getting... Che- he's a really fit 
bloke, by the way, and he's, he's never smoked. And it's a message to everyone to go and get your heart checked. Go and have thorough checkups. Doesn't matter how, you know, once you're over 40, go and get checked. Because the old Express was getting chest pains on his farm. They took him to Dubbo Hospital. He was transferred to Orange. They did tests. Then it was so serious, they had to put him in their ambulance to RPA in Sydney. When he uh, arrived there, there was emergency surgery. Um, and the good news is he's recovering well there in RPA. And I'm sure, you know, now it's out there, he's going to get lots and lots of goodwill messages from Rabideau's fans, current players. He's a, he, was a, he was a great player, he really was. Buzz, I thought a great part of your column, and one that I must say actually surprised me when I conjured up in my own mind who the NRL's most marketable player would be. I would have thought it was Nathan Cleary, but your article shone some light on maybe what could be a surprising number one for a lot of people. Yeah, I thought it might have been Tom Turbo, actually, but there's a company called YouGov, and they're a very, very credible research company. And they have Josh Adokar as the number one player for public popularity, number two, Cameron Munster, three, Tedesco, four, your man, Cleary, and five, Ryan Pappenhausen. The other story with the Fox, while Freddie and Brandy didn't want him in game one, he came out with a clothing brand last year called Foxtrot. They got about $200,000 worth of sales and have completely sold out. They've gone back to the manufacturers. There'll be more gear available soon. So it just shows incredible popularity. The New South Wales Rugby League, even though he didn't play, used him for all their marketing, for merchandise. He was on flagpoles at the uh, out at Homebush. And, yeah, I hope he gets back into the side. Um, they, they probably, you know... Uh, I'd just love to see him back in there. I think we lack a little bit of spark that he brings to the football team. Hey, Buzz, I'll tell you who will be number one very soon and could stay there for many years. The winger at the Roosters. Jizzy was enormous again last night, Joseph Suwali. Yeah, sensational player, isn't he? I actually said, look, if they are looking for a new winger for origin, if one of the boys uh, gets hurt that we used on Wednesday night, do you go Josh Adokar or do you go Joseph Suwali? And I haven't seen a player operate the air and like he does for a long time. I haven't seen a winger. I know George Tafur at Manly used to be able to crash tackle guys, but this um, this guy does it more regularly. And he is a sensational player doing this at 18 years of age. He sure is. Um, Buzz, uh, we'll read your column today in the Daily Telegraph, uh, the Sunday Telegraph, I should say, as we do uh, each and every week. And, of course, look forward to hearing you with the uh, the team on the Big Sports Breakfast this coming week as well. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Thanks, Buzz.